Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life today. Hey everyone, today we're talking about what children need to feel safe in their blended family. Enjoy. Okay, welcome back. Where are we going to start? We're going to start with us, the adults. So as we talk about what children need to feel safe in their in your blended family, their a, blended family. A binky family. and a pacifier. <laughs> no, well, I, I guess, you know, it's the adult's responsibility to kind of facilitate that. Don't yeah. you agree? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, the kids didn't ask for two homes. The kids didn't ask for the step-siblings. They were... Given the, they the didn't, kids are the victims in this, they're not well, kind of. They had no choice. Yeah, but no. But there's also like if you take the time and look at it, there's always a silver lining. There's always going to be like for instance, we've talked about the silver lining. Like at least you're in a home where two people, two adults, love each other, and at the other home, the two adults love each other. Your parents are always they love each other. Whereas if we stayed together, parents were fighting all the time. Like you, you touch on this quite often, right? That's my story. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm on a, I mean, I, I tell my kids like, sure, this is not ideal. You know, I, I, I let them know that I hear you. And I think validating your children and letting them have the feelings they have and validating the feelings they have, because to them, their feelings make sense. And I think, when we're talking about children and safety, anytime we can just let it be okay that they feel a certain way and not invalidate it, not tell them they're wrong or judge it. Because the second you do those things, you break connection with your child or your stepchild or your children of the home. So giving them space and honoring their feelings, even if you don't agree with them, right? That's not the point. Right. It's really um, like, even as an adult, if you think about, you're feeling a certain way, and I come to you as your wife, and I'm like, you're a dumb bitch. Yeah, I am. But you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't feel that way. Right. Why do you feel that way? It's, That's yeah, dumb. It's not validating. It's, well, you're yeah. going to get really angry and defensive, right? right? Like, you're going to defend <laughs> You're going <laughs> to defend your feelings and your position because to you, your feelings are valid. Well, you, your feelings you are your feelings. Like, you have that's, really good reason yeah. for why, like, yeah. you know... Most of us know why we feel that sometimes we don't, but I think so letting your children feel safe in your home is really allowing space for them to feel like, Hey, this feels well, we did. Sad. Ep- yeah. We did an episode on this a while back. Big feelings, big feelings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to what you were saying earlier, you know, I do, I I've told my children this, like I, I get this is an ideal. However, I will. And I've never felt bad about this particular thing. Like, they have two loving homes. Right. They have two homes where all four parents care about them. And the marriages in each home, from what I I know our marriage and, and mm-hmm. what I hear or what I've observed or what, you know, I check in with, with my kids, that's also a pretty solid marriage. And great. These kids have two examples of a good marriage, a fruitful marriage, homes that are successfully working um 
well. So it's good. It's it's all good, even though it is also not ideal. It's much better than the alternative, like you were saying, having right. two parents together who just couldn't get along and who really fought all the time and, you know, we're not portraying a marriage that we would want for our children on either end, right. both of us. Yeah. And so this is the better of this is the better alternative for our children. And that's hard to understand because, you know, my daughter doesn't even remember her dad and I together. Yeah, she was two when you guys split, right? Yeah. So, you know, and she just has to trust that what I say <laughs> is true. Yeah. Because she doesn't know. No. Um, but yeah, so I think, you know, the first thing you can do is just allow the kids to be okay with the kids having feelings, allow it and validate it. And then if you want to help them through that, get curious, right? Mm -hmm. What, why are you feeling this way? What specifically makes you so angry and talk it out? Because usually there's many layers to feelings too. Right. And sometimes feelings are false. Like sometimes children will be upset about something or feel bad about something that's simply not true. Well, kids are still trying to figure it out. You know, I remember being a young child and having feelings about a lot of stuff. You know, you're still you're still learning the ways and all the things and your parents are there to guide you. That's why we have parents, you know, that our parents are the ones that are supposed to help you navigate those feelings. And as adults, we have therapists, right? Or in or in everyone else's case, your case, you have people like Julie who is a life coach and help navigate feelings to make people understand their feelings, understand the feelings around you and show up differently, right? Yeah, definitely true. Um and that's another reminder that another way you can make your children feel safe is simply by making sure they're plugged into a community. Right. Ideally, again, with that word, you know, it would be great if the kids had a group where they could talk to other kids. Well, our kids have youth group. You know, they go to quite often like Wednesday night youth group or Tuesday night Wednesday, uh, youth group. Um, but there's a lot of kids in there with families with like-minded values. And I think that's important because everyone's always heard the saying, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And not necessarily that we're just sending these kids into a little village and all these people are raising them. However, it's important to have like-minded people around you to pour into your children. People around you that have the same goals and the same values and actually care about you, care about your children, and care about our community. You know, as as church, we are a community, We, you know, and, and ultimately we are a family. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we send our kids to youth group, it's a family that cares about our kids. It cares about their well-beings because they care about us. They care about our family and they care about our community. That's right. And I think it's also what community really can offer kids is support. And so support, I know, for a lot of people makes them feel safe. Right. You know, when you feel supported, when you're surrounded by support, it insulates you and it makes you feel safe. And so getting kids connected with safe individuals who support your values and your ideals and who support their well-being is really something you can help facilitate as parents. That word support, though, also translates to you as a parent or a step-parent and really taking a look at yourself and asking, you know, how am I being a support to my stepchild or to my child in, you know, this blended family, whether you're newly blended and just moving in really being intentional about checking in and asking these kids what they need to feel like they're like, what are these checking in and asking what support they need? What do they need to feel like they're equal parts in this family? What do you need to feel comfortable in this home? What do you need to feel like? I remember when I would go to my dad's house, if you're newly listening and you haven't you don't know our backstory. I am a stepchild. My parents got divorced at one year old. And so I never, like my daughter, knew my parents together. I always grew up with the same set of two parents. Um, 
but I remember I my dad lived like six hours away and so I didn't grow up with him in my daily life but I did grow up with him on like holidays um summers summers you know blocks of time like that but I remember every time I go to his house for a while I had a room but then that room eventually turned into the guest room because I wasn't there frequently enough for them to justify. Right. Like, I did have some stuff yeah. there, but it was, like, hidden in a closet that I could pull out. And I remember I'd take all my clothes with me when I left. And I get that because I, I grew so much in a year. Like, you know, they didn't. So I get it. It was, it was fine. But because of that and a lot of other things, I always felt like a guest. Yeah, you, never always, got to, you never got to settle in and, like, well, it Be wasn't, it didn't feel like my home. Yeah. It felt like my dad's home, my stepmom's yeah. home. And I felt like a guest in their home, like a visitor. And that, you know, there was never a conversation about, you know, Julie, what do you need to feel like this is your home? Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good conversation to have. Even with the kids in our house right now, like what's going to make you feel more comfortable? What's going to make you settle in better? Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a good one. And this is something that, you know, step parents get tripped up in a lot. And it's interesting because I think it's one of the things that kids feel unsafe, meaning they can't feel settled. So they're like on eggshells or they're kind of anxious in the home. You know, um, I hear this all the time. So if this is you, please know it's normal and um, it's something you can change. But step parents often struggle with their stepkids a lot feeling like their stepkids are encroaching <laughs> on their territory when they're home. Hmm. Yeah. I hear I mean, yeah. I could have five people this week. Mm-hmm. So if in, you in feel like, like this, yes, in You're my coaching, coaching people practice. through this. So if you guys are feeling like this, hit up Julie becoming heard now at gmail.com. Yeah. And she can help you get through this. And and tell me a little bit real quickly how you've helped your current clients overcome this hurdle, if you will. Well, I'm going to do it with you right now. Oh, for great. Free. We're going to do it Pissing on the podcast? Pissing off my paying clients right now. No, but I think it's no, something it's that's, it's it's good because it's actually, when I talk to my clients, my sessions are specific to what they're going through. Um, and so this comes up, but it's not part so, of so like So people the aren't going to be able to listen to this and be like, all right, well, I don't need her coaching after this because well, co- I've got it yeah. now. No, it goes so sure. much deeper than yeah. this, and I know it does. Um, but you know, one thing that we do talk about is, um, because a lot of step parents are bio parents as well. Yeah. So it's interesting because, so what we have to do is really think about that, step back and say, well, when your children are here, do you feel like your children are encroaching on your space and, or, you know, like. They are not, they're visitors in your home. Right. And people are like, no, like my kids, I'm like, oh, so your kids can come and go like you welcome (laughs) your kids coming and going. They don't have to pre-plan or, you know, ask permission. Like it's their home and and they can, they can take stuff and like they can sit down on the couch if they want and it's like their home. Yeah, that's totally how it is. And I feel like if you're a bio parent and you have bio kids, that's a pretty like, yeah. Yeah. Your kid. Yeah. They're always, that's, it's their home. Yeah, and so I, I say, well, how sad for your stepchildren. Right. And it hits them in that moment that there's a double standard right. and they're being a little two-faced. And, of course, then stepchildren aren't going to feel safe. Um, and it's a good perspective to realize that these kids, it's their home too. I think just being able to accept, even if you don't like it, because some the step-parent, step-child relationship – can be a hard one. Yeah, for sure. And it has um, its ups and it's downs. Unnatural. It's unnatural. Well, it's... Yeah, but you build different relationships with each kid, as you do with any person in life. I have a different relationship with every single kid, every single person in our family, I have a different relationship with. Yeah. You know, and that's just, that's just relationships, you guys. You know, every one of your friends, you think about every single one of my friends, think to yourself, do I have the same relationship with every single one of my friends? that I have with my husband or my wife, that I have with my employees or my bosses or my coworkers, you know, no, we have, that's yeah. relationships. And that's why relationships are so freaking hard <laughs> because there's so many different personalities and types and feelings to navigate through all of them. That's right. 
And I think it really comes to a heart issue, you know, because I think we have such stigma around stepchild, stepparent, all of that. Hmm. And it's interesting because I'm like, can you just have a heart that this is a child who really needs a home? Like a child needs a home. It's not a want. It's not a, you know, flippant desire. Children need homes. And so if you can see your stepchild and stop worrying about liking them or not and just having a heart around this child needs a home, this is their home. And you can kind of wrap your head around that and accept it. That's where peace is. It doesn't bug you so much because I think we are, you know, step parents are bugged so much because it's not your kid. Like we're all he- like that is the thing, right? You say we say this to each other, not mm-hmm. our kid. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, but it's still a child. So where's your heart just for the child right? without having to say yours or mine or step or bio? Like it's just a child needing a home. So I think a heart check really helps kids feel safe. If, ki- if a kid felt comfortable and it's energy, right? If you're sitting there with an energy like, ew, you're encroaching on my space. This isn't your home. And I think a lot of step parents feel this way think a kid's never going to settle. It's going to be an unsafe situation. And I think the bio parent also feels unsafe. They feel like they're also walking on eggshells because it's their kid and their kid's not really welcome. And it's a whole, it, it affects the whole family, that negative energy. So I think that that is a really huge thing with helping kids feel safe, just recognizing that their stuff is their stuff. They have two homes. They should be able to be in both homes, especially when they have a reality they didn't ask for. So to make that more difficult is really a shame. Something I've always been big on in a situation like this with with our kids, and it's hard because um, just us, for example, it's easier for my kids than, say, your kids. But I've always been big on kids being able to um, take clothes, belonging, toys, tool, whatever you, whatever you will back and forth to each house. And, and there's so many reasons why this is a good thing and not a good thing. <laughs> you know, there's, yeah, there's half there's, of our audience is screaming at you right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I, and, and just to be totally transparent with you guys, Julie and I are totally different on this where my kid, although I think I am coming around. Okay. But yes, we have been very different on this. But it's circumstances. It's very circumstantial. And my kid's always been able to take things to and from and vice versa. And and also on the parenting part of it, too. My kid's always been able to go and come, not necessarily as he chooses or as they have chosen, but we're both very fluid in the fact that if my kid, for instance, yesterday wants to go have lunch with his mom or, or have dinner, he's like, Hey dad, I'm going to go have dinner with mom tonight. I'm like, cool, bud. When you coming back, you know, it's not like, well, you know, we don't have, well, it's my time and, and it's not her time or whatever. Yeah. You guys we're are not very, structured. We're very all. fluid on that. But because what we have found is doing that structure almost causes more heartache for the kid. It makes it harder for the kid to be able to come. And again, we have very different We circum- do with this. You and I have very different views on that. We have very different views on that, but we also yeah. have a very different structure on that. We have very different ways that our houses ran versus how the other houses ran versus how our houses ran and your kids' other houses ran. There's, there's lots of circumstances. Again, this is a very circumstantial situation, but my point is that... Being able to take something as simple as a sweatshirt, as simple as new shoes, as simple as a backpack or a favorite toy back and forth to a house, something you're like, man, if my kid never brings this back, is this going to change life forever? Some things like that, it's not necessarily about the other house. It's about your kid and that security Mm -hmm. and them having something, you know, you having to go down to your dad's house and take a totally different set of oh. clothes with oh, you how did that make you feel you're you're stepping you're literally stepping into someone else's shoes i remember <laughs> my mom because i'd be gone for the summer yeah. and 
So that's like two months. I think I was away, that's and that's a long time. Ever when you're a child. Well, and I got no friendship time. So by the time I came back to school, everyone had made friends, and I was like the loner who had no memories yeah. and no interaction. I was like, and I'm starting school for the first time. It's all every adding year. up. Um, yeah. So you know, I remember though, my mom would send me a care package oh, or sweet. a card. Yeah. And I got in trouble. Did you? She got in trouble. I don't think she she was not allowed to because I didn't want her stuff in their home. Yeah, and see, and that is just. But this is very common mm, too. I deal mm, with this with clients yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's a common thing for sure. When, and it's because what we tend to do is make it about us instead of the child. That's it. So if you want your child to feel safe in your blended family, don't make it about you. Make it about them. When they want to take things back and forth, it's not your things, unless they're taking your things. (laughs) Your things. (laughs) But, like, if they have toys, clothes, games, you know, even even let's just say you gifted them a camera that was pretty expensive and they want to take it back and forth. It's not your camera. You gifted it to them. It's their camera. So what you might tell them is totally take it back and forth. If it breaks, though, just know I cannot replace it. Yeah. If dad or mom, if, like, the other parent takes it away from you and punishes you, I can't help you. So what happens in the other house with this piece of equipment, you have to really absorb the consequence. I cannot buy you a new one. I cannot replace it, and I cannot... That's a good go life. in on your behalf and yeah. take it back from the other parent. Like these you are just good life lessons, know. though. These are great things and good ways for your children to learn responsibility. Yeah, for your kids to learn. You know, it's yeah. just it's it has it has helped a lot in this feeling safe, feeling, feeling secure. Safe, but it's also I think helped me and his mom navigate things too and see the importance in things because it didn't always run like this. It wasn't always this smooth and this easy going. However, after a while and after time, it's a lot like feelings because it is feelings. I stop caring so much. I don't care what goes on as long as you understand what your consequences are. And like your child understands the consequences. Exactly. As long as it goes like that, I don't care what goes to and from my house and Likewise, on the other end. Yeah, you've always been pretty easygoing with stuff like that. And I actually, with the things going back and forth between homes, um, you help me grow in that because I do, I I agree that it's not my stuff, it's my children's stuff. And they didn't ask for two homes. And if, if they have a blanket that they really love, it's theirs. Like, why do they have to give that up? Well, that helps create security. That helps. Yeah, it's just they that get to have the, yeah. their stuff. It's yeah. it's not a culture of unsafe in dad's house and safe in mom's house or vice versa. It's just and like... You don't want your kids to live like that. That's the point. None of us want our kids to feel unsafe anywhere else. Well, so that's not why? true. I see no? that. No. you want there's, uh, there's parents out there that want their kids to not feel yep. safe at the other house. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Do you know why? Well, Why would you think they? I would can want think of that? like a psych- psychological like they want to win. They want to yeah. be the the safe parent. They want they're still hurt of over the divorce or Gosh. and they really want the child to see how hurt and how like it, it's them putting their issues yeah. on their child. So if you want to help your children feel safe in your blended family, do not put your issues and your opinions about the other family onto them. They have their, here's what you need to know. Your children are never going to have your exact same experience with their other parent that you had. And if you had a terrible experience with their other parent, don't wish that upon your kids, right? Right. If you're, if you're say your, your ex-spouse was a beater, you know, they're physically abusive, you don't want your kids to experience that. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, don't wish things upon your kids so they experience so you can win. And I mean, some people might get mad at me for saying that, but man, we want to protect our kids. We want our kids to have, like, it is in our children's best, oh, I, I believe it is in every child's best interest to have a healthy, loving relationship with all the parents, step parents included. Well, we know that's not always 
possible. It's not. It's but, not. But that's our goal, right? And we also have to understand, because this is really hard. This is really hard when your child has a great relationship with the other parent and you had a really hard relationship with the other parent. Right. It doesn't compute in your own head as the bio parent, right? You're like... How, how are they capable of this? <laughs> yeah. And it's like it seems it seems like you don't want to trust it because that wasn't your experience. And so if you can really make it not about you and understand your child is going to have their own experience with their other parent, good, bad, wonderful, whatever, that that is their relationship. And you are not in that relationship if you're a blended family, you know, like you're removed from it. So I think you need to allow kids to have their own experience and and be accepting that it could look different than yours. It probably is going to look different than yours. And celebrate it if it's a good one. Encourage it. I see a lot of bio parents really discourage relationship because they're carrying their pain and their hurt onto these children or they're not over and they were done dirty and they were done wrong and whatever. And so... The bio parent's just a bad person. Well, the bio parent might have been your your co parent might have been might a, be. a bad <laughs> your co parent might have been a bad spouse. Your co parent might have done you dirty. Your co parent might hate you. But that's you and that's your marriage or relationship. That's not the parenting. And so I think it helps children feel safe if you can separate yourself a little bit and make it about them and not turn it into something about you. Right. I think that really helps kids feel safe. Mm-hmm. If um, you're struggling with that, you guys, again, becoming uh, heard now at gmail. I can help with that. And Julie can sure. totally help with that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about co-parenting. I think something that helps kids feel safe is when, again, putting your own issues aside and just being able to have a good co-parenting relationship. And I think that this also, when you step out of your own way, right, your own feeling, like you can get out of your own way to do that. But then also make sure you married someone or are with someone who supports you having a healthy co-parenting relationship with your children's other a lot of times a lot of times I've noticed just from our audience poll yeah audience pool (laughs) is uh a lot of times that support is almost better than the actual co-parent a lot of times you hear of um stepmom and bio mom getting along better than bio dad and bio mom who have been separated or divorced. And a lot of times you see those relationships form and work um, the co-parenting. I mean, one of our good friends that came from this podcast used to be the navigator for their blended family situation, you know, and she would deal with the ex. And a lot of times that's just a better buffer because that relationship didn't have the hurt and hardship that the marriage once had or the relationship once had. And if that works better for you, like do, do what works best, do what's cleanest, do what, do what promotes the most peace. That's it. But I, it is important though, that you marry or get with somebody who will support a good co-parenting relationship. However, however it looks. Yeah. Because if you are married or with somebody who is je- is always jealous of the ex or um, makes it like brings the ex into your home all the time or it makes it like really difficult or makes you feel bad for having to talk to the ex or whatever. Like if you've married someone who makes that really hard or you're with someone that contributes to kids feeling unsafe. Well, it also contributes to your relationship becoming unsafe, and it makes it very hard to have that co-parenting relationship, but then having the marriage relationship. You know what I mean? It makes it, it puts you between a rock and a hard place, and it makes it very, very hard to do that. Like, literally, right before we pressed record to record this, you, you told me, hey, I had a long conversation 
with my ex day with my kid's parents or with my kid's parent. And this is the way it went. And was there at any point, any type of questioning, like, well, how do he talk to you? How do you, how do you, you know what I mean? If there's like, was there at any point, was there any type <laughs> no, of jealousy? You've involved? never been jealous though. No. I, you, I could stand a little jealousy. Oh, you need me to be jealous, huh? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you just, you just never have cared about anything like that. No, you've because not, I'm secure of where we are in our relationship. And I think that says a lot for people that if you can get to that point and you might not be at that point right now. And again, becoming heard now at gmail.com. I'm just a walking billboard for you or, or I'm yelling with the megaphone it. here. Um, that is a good place to get because how comfortable you can be. If I have a conversation with my ex, my kid's parent, about something, I can go to you and I can tell you how that conversation went. I can comfortably talk about that in front of you because of where we are in our or relationship. Or you guys can go meet up in person. Yeah, which we've done, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's all right because, again, where we are in our relationship, our security with what we have going and if you're not at that place if you're like man I am just not secure with my husband talking to his ex-wife or my wife talking to her ex-husband then a lot of that isn't necessarily your spouse's or your partner's problem I hate to call you out but that's your problem that's something you've got to deal with and I'm not saying it's not because of your spouse and what may have happened, or again, circumstances. But if that need, if that's a place that you need to get, again, becoming heard now at gmail.com. Yeah. And Julie can help you mm-hmm. navigate that and get to a place where you are comfortable and confident in where you are in your relationship. Yeah, it's a big problem. And, you know, kids get... Not uncommon, right? Not it's uncommon. It's very normal. And because, you know, none of us have had to deal with this before. Like usually when you date or you're with somebody, you're not also ha- having a relationship with their ex. So yeah. <laughs> it's, Nor it's, do you like them. You know what's funny, though, it's is, is, is to find out. Um, I've had people, I've had friends that are like, oh, man, their ex is totally cool. Or, or, or you see like the current wife and the ex-wife like getting along and like becoming friends or the ex-husbands are like buddy buddy and there's probably I'm and I'm sure there's research in in scientific facts behind all of this but there's probably some type of similarity where you know you you kind of attract a certain type of people you know or or you know hopefully you keep moving up the ladder <laughs> moving up the chain here but uh a lot of times, <laughs> what? there's just so much I'm not saying. About All right. That. We're not going to talk about this anymore. Next. <laughs> yeah. But what I think the point is <laughs> not that I'm just kidding. But, you know, if kids, kids know that there's good communication between parents and it's an easy situation to because they love their other parent, you know, so if you if it's hard if it, if it's a hard thing or a negative thing to have to communicate with someone they deeply care about and love that's an unsafe place for children it makes them feel anxious it makes them well, feel bad so yeah. if you can have a home where you guys the adults can just agree and accept that communication's necessary and we aren't going to make it weird. We're not going to be jealous. We're just going to support and love these kids by being easy with the communication with their other parent. Well, kids look up to their parents, you know. Parents are everything when you're a child. They are your comfort. They are your answers. Hero. They're your hero. They're all these things in so many different orders. But... When your heroes aren't getting along, you're kind of bummed, you know? It's like watching a movie that you have such so much less investment in than you do your actual family. But watching a movie and the two main characters that you both love aren't getting along and something's not going right, you either A, pick sides and don't feel good about it, or B, you're just bummed out. And it's the same thing, but it's a real-life same thing. And if my kid is so much happier... When me and his mom are getting along, you know, when things are going good, 
when things look all right and he can be confident to be like, hey, I'm going to mom's to dinner tonight. And I'm like, cool, I'll see you later. It's so much easier for him, you know? So if we can all get to that point where we stop caring about what the, the other person is doing, what they're posting on social media, what they're doing for life, what they're having for dinner, who they're hanging out with, it just makes it so much easier. And it makes it easier on you too, so. Yeah, for sure. And going along with just being e- like being supportive and easy about communicating with their other parent. Yeah. I think what also helps kids feel safe is if you advocate for their relationships that aren't in your home. So supporting and advocating loving, healthy, good connection with their other parent and their step parents, all step parents, all bio parents, like just celebrating that the good, right? They got to go somewhere fun with dad. That's so great. I'm so glad you got to have that experience. My Tell kid me got more. to have my kid got to have green chicken enchiladas last night and loved them. I was kind of jealous. <laughs> you know? Like but like you don't put it down like, "Oh, that's crap." I'm like, "Dude, that sounds good right now. I'm kind of hungry." Yeah. So I think it's just also putting your emotions aside like we keep saying. And I I this is like my next Instagram. I haven't like posted other than our I haven't posted a while on our Instagram. Man. I know. You are one pathetic True loser. story. I had that queued up. I um, cannot wait to use it. But, you know, I think that we need to worry less about liking. Like, we spend too much time worrying about liking someone or being liked by someone, like, specifically the other parent or the step-parent. Like, Who cares? They don't like us anyways. That's why we're not together anymore. Well, (laughs) I think we need to worry less about liking, and we need to start loving. There you go. You know, and so who, yes, like Eric said, let's stop worrying about if we like them or not. The other family, the other parent, their new spouse, like all of that doesn't matter. Why don't we love these children and allow them to love if there is a great relationship to be had? Like let them explore that, advocate for it, encourage it, because children can't have too much love. You know, my mom once said, and I'm pretty sure I've said this before. Um, something she told me was really wise when I first got divorced. Your mom is so wise. She's so smart, actually. But when I first got divorced, um, I, I was so afraid my kids were going to love dad more than me. Like, I was so afraid that, um, when new people came into the picture, that it would take away from our love. And my mom said, Julie, you have a really finite view, belief of love. She's like, Julie, love's not a pie where there's like eight slices only. That, because she's like, that's how you're going about this. You think that love is a pie and there's only so much to be, to give and be had or to receive. And she's like, that's not love at all. Like love is infinite. Love is endless. Like you can't have too many people love your child. Too many people encourage your child. Too many people support your child. Like all of that or your children, in my case. And when she blew that open for me, I felt like, wow, it's a good thing that these kids have people, so many people who love and care about them and will watch out for them. Like that's only good for them. Right. And I didn't need to be insecure because their love didn't take away from what I was offering. It just added to. And it was that mindset shift that calmed me down. And when I calmed down, then I, and I valued love differently, then my kids got to relax into it and feel safe. And so I want to give that to you guys too. Like, what are your thoughts on love? And can you allow kids to to love and know it's just good for them and it doesn't take away from you and what you have to offer, but it just adds to the richest, richest, richness of their lives. And that is a mindset that feels very safe for kids if you can show up like that. It's not, I don't pretend this stuff's easy. No, some stuff's were, really hard. If you were to do. stick your finger in that pie, would it be a pie hole or a love hole? Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a, that is a, that you only, only you can answer that question. 
Um, oh, man. What made you feel safe as a kid? I know you weren't part of a blended family. No, I wasn't part of a blended family at but all. what do you feel like, or from even your son? Like, I know we've talked about a lot of things, but does anything come up for you specifically that you're like, this would make him feel safe, or this is what makes him feel safe? No, I truly think um, in my son's situation, him having mom and dad getting along, him not ha- him not having mom and dad badmouth one another, him being able to take stuff to and from, him being able to be a kid and comfortable in his surroundings, no matter which house he's at, makes him comfortable and confident. Him having a parent loving him or both parents loving him at the house, and I'm talking stepmom and stepdad, bio dad and stepmom, loving him when he's at each house really helps him settle in. Now, when he gets to a house and bio mom or stepdad is mad at him or stepdad and bio mom or dad and and stepmom are mad at him or vice, you know, any number of combinations within that, it really unsettles him, you know, and that that is something kids in a nuclear family don't have to worry about. You know, it's uh, if mom or dad is mad at you because you have done something, that's one thing. But when it's because you're not welcome there because you are not part of this family, that becomes the issue. And I think um, him just having all people show up and be there for him and love him wherever he's at in life really helps him settle. Yeah, I would say I've seen a change as that's happened over the years. Yeah. So that's really, really great noticing. Thank you for sharing that. No, no. Thank you for asking me. <laughs> um, this is going to be kind of, I, I'm curious what you think about this because this is one of my harebrained ideas. Hairball ideas? Yeah. Okay. I think that step parents need to let go of relationship entitlement with their stepkids. Yeah, 100%. So, in, well, here's oh. what that looks like really yeah. quick. I'm going to tell you why that is because <laughs> I am not an expert. No, but like specifically, I think um, step parents are, they get married, you get married and you're now a step parent and that title comes with a bunch of entitlement. So we feel like I get to, I'm now the boss of the house or one of the bosses of the house. So I get to discipline and I get to put rules down and I get to boss you around and I get to talk however I want to you and I get to tell you what's up um and I get I I get to insert myself into your activity I get I I get all these things simply because there's a marriage certificate and here's what I say to that maybe well well and here's the reason why I say maybe is because I think that like I said earlier in any relationship Every relationship looks different. You might get to be that, but you have to earn that. You have to become that, and it has to be something, again, that's earned. And if it's not earned, then who are you? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we, no, That's exactly right. But yeah. kids, kids are so, like, kids are very well aware. Like, I remember this. Um, kids are so damn smart, and I know <laughs> that because I was a kid once. <laughs> But I remember this from, you know, again, my experience as a child, I was always clear, no matter what weirdness happened, I was always clear who my parents were and who yeah, my parents could. weren't. Like I, I yeah. was crystal clear no matter who was saying what or right. gaslighting what or lying about but here, what. Even, here's just a quick example yeah. of that in a way to see that is even though you have such weird, different relationships with each one of your step parents were your step parents equal to you growing up and throughout your years what do you mean equal to me equal were they equal parents were they equal in any way shape or form just because that is how they came about it what do you mean so when i was in each house i would get in yes like it right off the like um and my mom might say differently, but I feel like I was allowed to be treated or talked to or bossed around or told what to do or whatever by both parents. Like there was no, um, 
My point, my point of this whole so thing, they, though, that's how is, they showed up. Okay, you were different. You lived with your stepfather more of your life than you did your stepmother, right? With that Correct. came a closer relationship. Again, very surface here, a closer relationship to your stepfather than your stepmother. I'm not saying everything was perfect, rainbow, rainbows, unicorn farts and skittles. No, it wasn't. No. I mean, I. You're a bad example of I'm what sorry, I'm trying to I'm sorry. I know you're trying here. to lead me somewhere, but no, I mean, but, like, honestly. No, but here's the thing, though, is, like, again, no. for instance, my son has a different relationship with you than he does his stepfather. And again, however that looks and whatever that relationship is, it's a relationship, you guys. And this is what my point is it's, it's what you have built it to. My son has the relationship he does with you, Julie. Because of the relationship you and him have built. He has the relationship he does with his stepdad because of the relationship they have built. Just because you are step parents doesn't mean that you are equal in your relationship. My son has a different relationship with me than he does his mother. It's the relationship that we have built with him. So if you guys want a certain type of relationship, it's up to you and the person you're building it with to build that relationship. Right. And so back to your uh, your point about you have to earn these things. And so it feels very unsafe for kids when you're newly blending and moving in and getting married that now they're just supposed to respect you and and they're supposed to honor you and they're supposed to, you know, obey you and they're supposed to do all these things simply because of a piece of paper. No, it's like watching one of those movies where like some some old dude built uh built this empire this business you know and croaks and now a evil evil child takes over it and puts a plaque on their desk and they're like i'm the boss now you know and all of a sudden now everyone's like i don't respect this person i don't like this person yeah. you guys can all think of the circumstances like I, I feel like i don't have to beat this in anymore it's all about building our relationships that's right and so if you want your kids to feel safe and your you know all the children but the stepchildren and the you know you have to you have to realize that you have to earn their trust. You have to, I mean, you. I, I do believe in like a basic level of respect in a home, right? Because adults and children are a little different. But as far as like you just having all these expectations because you step into a role that they didn't ask for <laughs> you to step into, if you can calm down and just be patient and kind of let the bio parent take the lead, be a support until you can really earn your way into their heart. Support the relationship growth. Yeah, you have to earn it, you guys. And I think it's in when you recognize it and you come at it like that, I'm earning a relationship with this child. That feels very safe versus I'm just coming in hot and I'm going to, you know, insert myself into your world and and, and I'm going to put, you know, your... I'm just going to take over. Like that doesn't feel safe. Takeovers take over don't. But takeovers don't feel safe, do they? No, not at but all. But step parents come in like that often. Sometimes. And the bio parent allows it. Mm -hmm. Which probably makes it feel even more Worse unsafe. For the kids. Yeah, because now yep. the kids like. Damn, I can't trust I have, my parents. Now I have no safe space. That's right. Um, I think kids do really well. This is a like not such a big thing, but. Knowing what to expect and consistency. So when, when think about your life, you know, you go through McDonald's consistently, no matter where you are, cheeseburger is a cheeseburger. You trust that when you get a cheeseburger at McDonald's, no matter what city you're in, it's going to be pretty much the same thing. Yeah. What has happened? <laughs> but it's, it's interesting because in our homes, when we're inconsistent with discipline, when we're inconsistent with who we're being and how we handle things and conflict resolution. Like when we're all inconsistent as adults, no matter what it is, it makes children feel unsafe. So if you can just work on whatever you're doing, being consistent in it, listen, even if you were doing something not great, like every day at 10 o'clock, you broke a glass in your kitchen, right? <laughs> not <Whoopa>. great. <laughs> not great. Not, you know, but after like the first like consistently a child would learn okay at 10 o'clock a glass is gonna break so and it just becomes they normal. know what to expect <laughs> yeah. you know what i yeah. mean and so that's what i'm <laughs> all right throwing so we got you three know, more anyway. hours i'm down 
So I think that consistency is a huge thing that helps kids feel safe. Anything about that that you want to add to? No, I'm good. <laughs> no. Um, I would love to know what you guys have seen, done, what your thoughts are on what helps make children feel safe in your family or what you feel like you want to work on. What Maybe there's something you know needs to change and you're not quite sure how to do that. But I would, I would love to know what some other things are that you feel would help kids feel safe, help your kids feel safe, would help you feel. If you were a stepchild growing up, and you're like, I really wish my parents would have done this or said this. Even in the comments, like you guys, hit, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, hit that thumbs up button, but then leave a comment of what we missed because there's a lot we missed and just because we didn't have enough time. But there's this is such a deep subject that I think can help a lot of people yeah. and a lot of kids and, again, our our blended family community. Thank you guys for always being here with us and uh, just helping Change that 70% failure rate in second marriages. We're just trying to keep everyone together, right? Yeah, we yeah. want these kids to be safe. We don't want these kids to have to get ripped from another family. No, and if the kids are safe and the kids are happy, we're going to be happier as a Oh, your marriage and is going to be so much so easier much and so much better. Yeah. And your blended life experience will be so elevated if you can help these kids feel safe. You'll notice such a difference of how they act. It's going to be great so but it starts with you it the does. adults becoming heard now at gmail.com <laughs> julie will help you get there so yep. thank you guys Thanks. for being here with us and we can't wait to talk to you on the next one yeah see ya right, bye bye hey it's julie again i hope this episode of blended life started a conversation that you will finish in your home but I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one -on -one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.